This is Leafs Game Night on TSN 1050 and the Leafs Radio Network. The Leafs live here. Nylander circles into the slot. Little toe drag move. Tavares after a loose puck can't come up with it. And now the Panthers get it out and they've got a two-on-one break. Here's a chance for Barkov. Barkov centers. They score. Brandon Montour scores an enormous goal for the Florida Panthers and their playoff hopes as they beat the Leafs in overtime 3-2. That is Joe Bowen with the overtime call, the final call of the game. 3-2, the Panthers win over the Leafs in overtime. Welcome to Leafs Game Night, the post-game show live from Scotiabank Arena. Jim Taddy, Frank Corrado, and Jimmy Ralph hanging around to analyze what we saw. And Ralphie, I mean, you know, there, there's a lot of things the Leafs did well tonight, but that was Florida Panthers' desperation that won that game. Yeah, and for a moment it looked like Mark Giordano took the best penalty of the year. Yeah. yeah. Which uh, Carter Verhage had the empty net, and uh, Giordano was with such a great job. The, the strength to be able to pull a guy off his skates before he puts it into the empty net. But um, unfortunately, I, I mean, Zach and Reese had a great mid-air deflection in the second period to tie the game at one. So I guess if all things being equal, um, Give the Florida Panthers credit for staying with it. And, and Alex Lyon had a pretty impressive night in goal, 38 of 40. He stops for the victory. Well, he made a couple of big saves on Austin Matthews, too. And you're thinking in overtime, Matthews gets the one chance where he really shields the puck, uses his body. And Jimmy and I were talking about in the, in the intermission, I don't know if you're seeing this as well with Matthews. It's like he's a little more courageous right now with the puck. Like he'll take it right through dangerous areas, high traffic areas with a ton of speed. Sure enough, does it in overtime. But to your point, Alex Lyon on the second opportunity where Matthews gets around Duclair, he's right there, and that's the big save that saves yes. that game for the Panthers. Yeah, I would say that it's sort of the old Austin Matthews, though, that we saw on a regular basis last year where it's, I'm going to take this moment, and very few players in the league can do this. I know there's a guy in Edmonton that does it on a regular basis, maybe a guy in Colorado as well. But you get those players that say, now, I'm just I'm taking it to the hoop. And um, if i got to go through some bodies to do it, I'll do it. And that's what we're seeing from Austin Matthews now. And, and you're right, Frankie, it's, uh, it's this fearlessness where uh, I see an opening, and if it's not quite big enough, I'm going to squeeze through it. Well, and that's the thing. Like, he's using his body. He's shielding the puck. He kind of looks like that player last year where you just looked at him and you're like, that's a man on a mission, right? Like, anything yeah. you ask of him in the D zone, he'll use his body to make a hit, leverage himself, and then it's right through the neutral zone. I can't tell you how many times you see a player darting up the ice tonight. You're like, that's Matthews. He's he's flying. Yeah. Like He's the fastest guy on the ice. He's the fastest guy on that shift. Um, and, and obviously he gets the goal as well where, you know, right off the faceoff, and, you know, Taddy always used to say it last year to me, how does he get so open all the time? Like, yeah. how's no one there? Well, that's a great example of his goal tonight where he finds an open spot where puck puck goes to the net right off the faceoff from the point, and then Mitch Marner does a nice top job to retrieve it, and there's Austin Matthews yeah. kind of in that soft area where the forward's not sure if he should go. Brandon Montour was the D-man. He's not sure if he should go, and then that's Austin Matthews' one-timer in the back of the net. Yeah, but Mitch Marner looked like he was screwing with guys, right? He fell. It's like, I don't have it. No, I sort of got it. I'm going to get up. Oh, there he is. It's open. Isn't that <laughs> that's a, that's a sneaky open. play? Like, did, you, uh, did you feel that when you were a goalie and there was a guy like on their behind or on their knees in front of you like this guy can just sweep around yeah just about all of them that i played against <laughs> well were you the guy that knocked them down or did you have a defenseman do that for oh, you no i got a i got a really good uh, view of it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
but it was uh, I think from a Leafs standpoint for the most part you're not unhappy with the game no. I think you, you would have liked the execution to be a little better you're not going to like the giveaway that led to the opening goal of the game um, but as we saw when when and you know you did have the goal called back as well uh, I don't think I've ever seen as um, as a, a, an emotional spirited coach's challenge oh. as Paul Maurice had oh. um, oh. as he was just giving it to his players on the bench and and you know you, you think rightfully so if the goal counts are down 2-1 and I'm thinking even if it's not offside he's he's gonna he's gonna <laughs> use this to the best of his ability this time out and uh, uh, I'm not so sure that Florida responded right away but um, he's got to be a little happier with the result today. well he uh, he should be one of the stars because he really worked that bench uh you know with the, with the game on the line uh you know before even before the penalty was called to create the the power play that tied the game i mean he was you know he was as frankie pointed out to me the top line was was getting over overdriven in terms of ice time and i mean he didn't have much to work with but he found a way to sort of push the envelope and then create a situation with his players that that caused the the penalty and the, and the power play and then to overtime yeah and it's uh, it's still going to be a tough a tough sled for them to get in. Um, but, you know, once you see Pittsburgh losing in Detroit last night, uh, the, the worst thing you can do at this time of year, I find when you've got these races going on, is say that somebody has an easier schedule. <laughs> they play against yeah. more teams that are out of the playoffs. Yeah. And, can't buy into and, that. I mean, and, and, and I don't know. I, I mean, I'm sure <laughs> sure you've you've played on your share of teams, Frankie, as well, that at this time of the year there's no yeah, chance I'm, I'm of well making traveled. the playoffs. Some people may but call <laughs> you a suitcase. Some people say you're well-traveled. <laughs> uh, wanted. wanted. Always wanted. Hey, boarding pass, get yeah. over here. <laughs> oh, not in the league I played in. No, there was <laughs> bus tickets. Say I had to jack the bus driver on the way to the back. But it was, um, uh, it was a game that I think from a belief standpoint that for the most part, you can you can stomach. Yeah, you know, yeah. It wasn't it wasn't horrible. Um, I still think you know shots on goal aren't always the uh, the measuring stick that you look at. But forty to twenty nine, I think, uh, especially halfway through the game, the Florida Panthers oh. really did not do a whole lot in the Leafs' end. And um, I thought the performance by Ilya Samsonov was very similar to Joe Wall, where he didn't have a lot, but when there was dangerous opportunities, he was able to uh, turn it away and. You're not going to blame a goaltender, and we saw it happen to Wall twice in Nashville, and on the tying goal against Samsonov tonight, mid-air deflections on point shots, it's good luck. You know, you yeah. if, if if your positioning is there, but you can see Samsonov clearly reaching for it, and uh, the puck is uh, redirected by Sam Reinhardt in front. So um, for the most part, I, I think there was a lot that you liked about that game, especially when you want to throw in the desperation factor from Florida. Oh. Uh, they didn't quite look as desperate as you think they should have. Um, but mired in a four-game losing streak coming in, sometimes it takes a while to get uh, feeling good about it's your a, game. It, it took them 55 minutes to start playing desperate hockey tonight for Florida. That's yeah. what it was. Like, their their top players were on the ice for that last three minutes, and they finally they, they get that opportunity. They pull the goalie. Giordano takes the penalty, which at the time I'm saying that's your game saver right there. You have to take that penalty oh, or that's in the back yep. of the net no matter what. But to Paul Maurice's credit, after he absolutely went ballistic and may have popped a blood vessel or two, that timeout he called in overtime, and you're talking about Florida and what they may have here in the challenge ahead of them, the challenge remains the same. 
you can't play the same three guys for 60 minutes in a game. Like Barkov, Kachuk, Ekblad, Montour. Can't remember the other player that was on with yeah. them there. It didn't seem like Montour left the ice. No, but that that's it. Like that's that's who's playing for them, and he like he has no choice but to call that timeout because if he puts someone else on the ice, he's like he's in danger of losing that game. Yeah, but what I found odd was the faceoff is in the Florida zone. You know, I, I just right. I just found it strange yeah. that. Um, you know, and I, I can give Toronto a little extra time to rest their top guys to throw them out as well. Yeah. So, uh, but bottom line is, it ended up working out for them. If you want to get a temperature test of what Leafs Nation is thinking, go on Twitter oh, after yeah. a game where they've lost. There's a few names trending right now. Luke Shen, pretty positive. I think Luke Shen had a solid game tonight. He yeah. moved the puck pretty well. He was physical. He was good in his own zone. And there were times where Radko Gudis is doing his thing, and, and it's getting a little chippy. There's Luke Shen. He's in there. He's almost like policing the situation. Positive night. Then you see Justin Hall is trending. And you watch Justin Hall, and for the majority of the game, it's pretty quiet. Yeah. Yeah, they had the one giveaway. The one giveaway is the one that everyone would be talking about right now. And when you, like I'm watching that shift, and I'm I'm kind of enamored with what Sheldon Keefe is doing with the D at that point because I want to see who does he trust. He clearly trusts Justin Hall. He touched T.J. Brody, Jake McCabe, Mark Giordano, and then he throws Timothy Lilligren in that mix as well as far as players he can count on late in the game. But Justin Hall, he's coming around the net. The puck is on the wall. He takes it off the wall. He's in the middle of the ice. He's done everything exceptionally yeah. well. I, I thought when he was bringing the puck out, you're going, what a smart play. Instead yes. of throwing it up blindly, exactly. carrying the puck out, skate it to safety, as and then fan on it at center ice. As soon as he fanned <laughs> it on it. It might have been the TSN turning <laughs> point right there. As soon as he fanned oh, on it. No. That was the TSN turning point. They were hemmed in their zone for the last little bit, and, and that's it. Yeah. One, and one, one big blunder, and it's like... There's the big blunder. You know what it happened? Again. It happened to Timothy Lilligren in, in Long Island. Yeah, remember yeah, that? Yeah. That was you know the he fanned out a clearing attempt, and and that really sparked the Islander come back. I want to go to practice. Well. I want to go to practice, and I want to talk to Justin Hall and tell him to trim his stick by like three inches. It's it's too tall. Like, don't you think the stick is too tall? It seems like he's carrying it way too high. What do I know? I don't. I mean, I'd I'd like to be there when you bring it up to him. <laughs> <laughs> Come here a sec. Yeah, it's like when <laughs> this won't hurt a bit. I lied. Yeah, it's like it's, <laughs> it kind of reminds me of when George Costanza worked for the Yankees. Yeah. You know, the, you, you want to learn how to you want to learn how to get sent down to the minors and then go play in Europe for a couple of years. Let me see that stick. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it was a brief moment. I mean, Florida had its moments as well of giveaways, and and like we said, for the most part, the Leafs were unable to capitalize on it. Um, but yeah, it's funny how everything gets magnified, and. Um, you know, it, it, it is amazing, and, and this happens. You know, following one team for so long, uh, you tend to see every play is is being dominated by your team. The other team scores; it was your team made a bad play. You right. Leafs yeah. score; well, the Leafs made a great play, and you take. It's almost like the opposition is irrelevant most games because <laughs> there's only one team that controls the destiny of this That's game. Right. You've got a future and, uh, in this business. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's unfortunate the Leafs couldn't get the extra point. But I, I think, you know, Joe said it best um, when it went to overtime. This this is something that both teams are happy for. The Leafs pick up another point. They're now six up on Tampa with a game in hand. And um, for Florida, like we said, to move within a point of a playoff spot, taking advantage of Pittsburgh's loss in Detroit. I, I still think it's good that they, the Leafs were playing against that kind of desperation. 
Because that, that's, that's something you'll see in the playoffs. Yeah. Obviously, it wasn't because of the score of the game late. Uh, we didn't see the Leafs on that, that desperation side. And as we know, when you go to overtime, it's it's pretty much flip a coin. Sure, Austin well, Matthews probably had as good or better a chance as, um, you know, the play the two-on-one that Florida scored on. Yep, would agree with that. Yeah. And two-on-one the other way, Nylander... Couldn't get up fast enough. Well, yeah, he, he, he blows a tire. <laughs> yeah. he, he couldn't get up fast enough. And, yeah, like we were, we were but, talking but before. But, you know, I, I don't mean to interrupt. You know how many times, though, that ends up working in your favor because if the other team doesn't score, your guys oh. just fire it down yeah. the ice and the guy's uh, wide open that's, in center. That's, that's overtime. That's a question of which time. one goes in. That, yeah. You know what's the first goal that comes to mind? Remember the last time they did the World Cup of Hockey and Nathan McKinnon yes. scored that goal where he toe-dragged it around Henrik Lundqvist, yep. and then it was the that back was at this end. end. Here, do it, right. right there. We, yeah, we're looking at the ice where it yeah. happened. Yeah, like that was that was exactly it. Something happened. He was caught in behind the play. Puck got turned over, and there he was. But um, even the two-on-one going back the other way, like Barkov is excellent playmaker. He's got that deceptive long reach. Like he's one of those guys that can really pull the puck around your body, and he kind of does that to Morgan Riley. He takes an extra stick handle and, like, sweeps it around Riley where you kind of think, okay, like, you, you got to take the pass, but you also you don't want to give up a breakaway in this situation yeah. See, as well. It's, it's funny you say that because I always thought Barkov's stick was three inches too long. Yeah, well, I'm going to have a conversation with him. After the That's show. the one I want to see. Yeah. Ralphie, you tell me what happens when he talks to Justin Hall. I will have video of Frankie talking yeah. to Barkov. Yeah. God, God, your stick's too long. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, you know that Selkie you want? Yeah. Imagine sliding next to uh, Helios Samson. I was like, guy. Bigger equipment. Yeah. <laughs> Give it a shot. <laughs> Could you imagine, though, you if you went in, like, you, you know how back in the day, like, you would just put pad, like, you must have just put padding on, on stuff, and, like, they had cheaters, right, on all the pads? Oh, no. I, I was just, I was honest to a fault. <laughs> yes, to that, a fault. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you, read, you read all the scouting reports, never cheated. Yeah. Hey, Ralphie, were you out last night? Yes, I was. No, that's, that's not cheating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. Anyway, any particular yeah. story come to mind? Oh uh, yeah, I can give you a quick one. Sure. I think we were in, I think we were in New Haven, and we were out at a bar. We had a rare night off on a Saturday night, and uh, and I was playing with the, the Leafs farm team, Newmarket, at that point. And we all wanted to get back for curfew, and you can't get a cab in New Haven. It, it's difficult to get a cab. It was like an hour and a half, two hour wait. And there, there's a great rule in hockey that don't miss curfew by 10 minutes. You know, because late is late. Limits right? it by 10 hours. <laughs> so we decided we took our we took our time to get back and then probably got back maybe one thirty two ish whatever it was. In the afternoon. And I, and I had to go and I had to pick up a key at the front desk. And I, there was a note with it that says, call coach when you get in room 517. So I went to the room, and, and Marty Dahlman, who is a 50-goal scorer in the league, said to me, and he didn't go out, he said, coach called. And he said, are you in? He says, yeah, we're both in. He says, fine. And he hung up, and then he called right back and said, let me talk to Ralphie. <laughs> he said, so I tried to cover. So I got in, and, I'm, and I was, you know, I kept phoning 517 uh, for the next half hour, and it, it was just busy the whole time. So I finally told Marty, I said, we might as well go to bed. I said, he must have the phone off the hook. He said, what what number are you calling? I said, 517. I said, it says on the, he said, that's our room. (laughs) (laughs) It's a pretty hard, pretty hard line about that one. (laughs) 
we went to the theater and uh, <laughs> power outage. And, you know, they, oh, yeah. they had to finish the they had yeah. to finish it. Yeah, best game yeah. you ever played the next day. Oh no, I didn't. I wasn't even dressed. <laughs> 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 but yeah, playing guilty—that that was an art form, you know. Yeah. Back back in the old days when there was, uh, you know, no charters leaving after games or anything like that. That was guys, uh, because Reggie Leach, the, the time he had five goals in the playoffs, apparently had a, a rough night the night before. So, <laughs> it was probably <laughs> the all-time best uh, playing guilty game that you could have. But uh, yeah, the guys, some guys used to make it an art form. Now, now it's reserved for if your team's really, really struggling. And the boys will have like a heart to heart after practice or after the game one night and be like, We gotta do it. We gotta play guilty. Everyone's out the night before. I I mean, I don't know how much it's happening now, but it used to happen. Yeah. Well, I mean that's why I used to love playing on bad teams. <laughs> no expectations. <laughs> yeah. You do it once a week. All right, boys, let's give her another. Yeah, no, did no, it, guys, let me alone. Did it ever did it ever lose its uh did it ever lose its lust or was it always good? No, 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 it's it's like anything else. You got to work at it. <laughs> yeah, got to work at playing guilty. <laughs> well, three two, the Panthers win in overtime. Ralphie, thanks very much. <laughs> nevertheless, <thank> yes, <laughs> nevertheless. <laughs> this is Leafs game night live from Scotiabank Arena on TSN ten fifty and the Leafs radio network. Leafs game night live from Scotiabank Arena. Panthers win three two in overtime and uh, creep also close to Pittsburgh in the battle for the final wild card spot. And the Leafs get a point. Uh, Jim Taddy and Frankie Corrado with you. We were talking about Austin Matthews earlier. Just looks um, just like faster or bigger than anybody on the ice. Very noticeable anytime he moves. And here he is after the game talking about the game tonight. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, other than the first five minutes or so, I thought we played a pretty good game. But obviously, uh, you know, you leave the rink a little bit sour. Just uh, not getting that extra point there at the end. So, you know, obviously... Uh, I, mean, I think there's plenty of things you can take away from the game, but obviously, uh, you know, still not uh, ideal. What do you make of the power play tonight? Yeah, not great. I think just a little bit disconnected there and um, maybe uh, overcomplicating things at times instead of, uh, you know, just keeping it a little bit more simple and breaking them down at the start and then letting things open up. But you know, I just felt like it was a little bit disconnected at times and um, you know, I think we could have really used uh, a boost from our power play tonight, um, you know, definitely at certain times throughout the game. and To allow us to, uh, you know, gain a lead or uh, just carry a little bit more moment. Momentum coming out, uh, you know, of the power play. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's on us. First game in a little while for Ailey. What did you make of this game? I thought he was great. I mean, he was uh, made some big saves, looked comfortable in there, and um, you know, he was just doing his thing. And uh, yeah, I thought he looked great. Do you think what you had at one with a couple chances you had in overtime? Uh, I mean, I thought I had some good chances there. Try to uh, you know make good on them and just. I don't know what happened on the one I tried to take across. I just kind of, I don't know, maybe mishandled it there uh, last second, and then obviously you made a nice save there on the on the second try. But um, you know, I'll take those opportunities, uh, any chance I can get, and uh, you know, in my mind, those are going in more times than not. Austin Matthews uh, on the game, and uh, you know, clearly the power play would have been an issue. I, I I don't know if we were soft on the Leafs or not. I didn't have much of a problem with how they played tonight. I didn't have a problem with how they played at five on five. I didn't think the power play was very good at all. From the breakouts being a little sloppy, a little unorganized, um, not able to set up. It, it seemed like Florida, anytime the puck was up for grabs and they were shorthanded, they were the first ones to get it, and um, just not enough of a shot mentality on the Leafs power play. I think early on, when you get a power play, you need to have some kind of a presence 
presence as far as a shot goes because that's how you're going to open up seams. That's how you're going to wear teams down. And Toronto not able to really get set up, not able to get any shots, and then you're not able to get seam passes, find backdoor plays. So it was a little stale on the power play. And then that's one of those things Austin Matthews talked about. That could have been the thing that really won them the game, and, and it sure. doesn't have to go down to the wire the way it does. But five on five, I have no problem with the way they played. Uh, what about odd man rushes? I didn't think odd man rushes was a problem tonight. They gave up five odd man rushes, and it, it's not like this was one of those games that was back and forth uh, as far as a, a track meet kind of game. It, it had a feel to it where Toronto had a ton of possession and um, established their game over the course of the night. And, um, you know, even even looking at the, the way the, the kind of shot attempts and shots went in Toronto's favor, there's a five-minute burst at the end of the game where it's all Panthers. That's that's all it was. Well, like, let's go to 239 when they pull the goalie. That's it. Yeah, the, the Leafs don't have a sniff there. Well, no, and that's and that's the desperation, and, and and also the fact that Toronto takes a penalty, net is empty. You're playing six on four, and it's a flurry of chances, and you're just holding on. You're holding on at that point, hoping you can get the big save or the big clear, or the puck can go out of play. And um, you know, it's a tip in front of the net. Sometimes when when a team scores a goal like that, you tip your cap and say you beat us. And and for Toronto, that was the case there, and, and they obviously weren't able to win in overtime after that. Uh, here is Mitch Marner post game on the odd man rushes against. I thought we did a really good job of not giving up many odd man rushes. Uh, when we did, it was mostly the third, so something. I just keep talking about that uh, can't happen. So ultimately, just penalties that made the difference here, getting it to the overtime. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Um, you know, six on four there. Um, you know, I thought we did a pretty good job keeping everything outside. It's a nice tip play, but I don't know. You make of the uh, free got from Aston Reese tonight. The what? Sorry, Zach uh, Aston Reese's play tonight. Yeah, it was great. Um, I thought he was hungry in the puck. Um, I think a lot of us were hungry in the puck tonight. We made a lot of great plays. Um, we're around it, we're around the ozone, making plays. We just need to try and get more second opportunities and kind of dirty pucks around there. So you know, I, I think just to, to paraphrase what we've said all along here, uh, you know, the power play didn't work, but. Um, not a lot of mistakes on five on five. No, it was a good game five on five, and especially the way it started, it was a little sloppy, it was a little sleepy, and the Leafs give up the first goal early off a, you know, a play by Jake McCabe where he's trying to jam jam the puck in the middle of the ice to John Tavares, who really isn't an option at that point, and uh, puts it right in his skates. And uh, from that point on, it was sometimes it's nice to get that. In a weird way, it's nice to get scored on early because you kind of wake up, you're into the game a little bit, you realize what the other team is all about and how quick they can turn the tide. I mean, from that point on, it was all Leafs the whole game right up until the last five minutes and the power play, uh, even both ways. Like, Toronto did a really good job on the penalty kill um, with Florida's power play. So it was a little bit of a penalty kill clinic tonight, and the Leafs, they could have put this game away much earlier, especially with the amount of power plays they had. It felt like they were going to the power play all night, and um, it just seems like it's it, there's not enough of a shot mentality, not enough of a um, urgency, I guess, to, to have that, um, you know, shoot the puck, retrieve it, wear the other team down. It almost just seemed like they wanted Florida to get out of the way for them so they can make passes, and it wasn't the case. Yeah, I don't know what it is with Luke Shen. He played 7.56. It's like we noticed every second of it. Yeah, that's the best 7.56 that a, that a defenseman can play given that, that small sample size. And it is interesting, right, because you, you think about defensemen that coaches like to trust, right? Like, he kind of fits the bill. He's big, he's strong, he's physical. I thought he moved the puck pretty well tonight, so... 
he's definitely playing more of a sheltered role, and maybe a lot of that has to do with the fact that there were so much special teams tonight. There was a lot of penalty kill. There was a lot of power play. He's not really involved in either of those at this point with this team, um, and even late in the game, right? Like after Florida scores to tie it up, you and I are looking at each other. Okay, there's McCabe and Lilligren on the ice. Yeah. And that was a little peculiar because Hall had just come off the ice. Geo was in the box. Uh, Brody was on the ice with Hall. Um, you're not going to put Riley on in that position because you already have McCabe. So you're thinking, okay, basically it's either Shen or Lilligren you're putting on. And he chose Lilligren. So that would kind of indicate when there's pressure, when it's late in the game, um, when there's high leverage situations, he still has a, a high trust factor for Lilligren and Hall over Luke Shen right now, despite Luke Shen having an excellent game tonight. Yeah, I, that was kind of an odd situation, but, uh, you know, coach knows we don't, uh, and, and so he, he made his choices there. Guy, uh, we know. We, we do, know. we do, but we don't We don't like to rub that in. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, we've got some more post-game sound. Uh, let's hear from Zach Aston-Reese and his thoughts in the game tonight. It's nice to get one point out of it. Um, sucks having the lead with with that little time left and giving it up. But um, you know, rather have it happen now than in the playoffs. And um, you know, the six on four situation. Um, you know, it's it's going to happen again for sure. So definitely something we could watch the tape and, and learn from. And um, you know, hopefully down the stretch be a lot better at. What do you see on the penalty shot? Um, you know, I don't know. I've, I've been playing against Lyon for a long time, going back to USHL days, um, and I've kind of had his number since then. But I was, uh, I don't know, just trying to keep it simple, get a shot off, and, um, you know, backhand, forehand, low blocker. But, you know, he made a good save. What do you make of how he played tonight? Because he was a late, obviously, call upon with Bobrovsky. What stood out about his game? Um, I mean, he he just got the got the job done. You know, he was we got him scrambling a little bit, but we weren't able to capitalize. And um, you know, sometimes that's how you have to goalie, and it's just not how pretty he looks. It's just a matter of keeping the puck out of the net. And you know, he, he did a good job with that tonight. Yeah, he played well. Um, you know, he kind of tough spot for him there at the end you know like I mentioned earlier with that situation but um, you know he's been a rock for us all year and tonight was no different. Zach Ashton Reese after the Panthers win 3-2 in overtime over the Toronto Maple Leafs this is Leafs game night live from Scotiabank Arena on TSN 1050 and the Leafs radio network. Leafs game night live from Scotiabank <laughs> Arena we're just watching the uh, Paul Maurice implosion. If you if you're watching it at home and, and you're in the car, get home. Watch this Paul Maurice reaction. Watch the lady behind the bench react to Paul Maurice going ballistic. It will make your day. That's what I love about you know the the high definition. Oh. The people that are in the front row are just as important as those that are in in the scheme of things in terms of the play. The slow motion close up <laughs> of Maurice losing it is incredible. <laughs> incredible. Now he's having a laugh. Anyway, oh, that's uh, that's the fun of uh, what happened. He, he's laughing now because they won. Um, let's hear from Sheldon Keefe on the outcome of the game tonight. Yeah, I thought we played a good game. You know, didn't score enough to win, and then made some mistakes at the end that you know cost us the extra point. Tough penalty to take, obviously. But if you guys make more of your power plays, if you're not in that situation, yeah, for sure. Whether it's power plays or some of the chances we had at five on five, had opportunities to to bury them and build the substantial lead, and we've seen this a lot. You know, we let teams hang around and they end up getting points from you. 
Yeah, I thought he was good. It was really good. You know, we obviously we don't help him with the first shot that he faces there. Um, but after that, uh, we didn't we didn't give up a, a lot. But I thought well, we definitely had some looks, and he was he looked he looked sharp. Is it your philosophy on a two-one-one to give up the shot and take the pass away? I think it's very it's very play play specific and even sometimes player specific. We've got some guys that are extremely good at sliding and taking away a little bit of both and taking away the bottom half of the net and making it easier. Um, it's a it's a tricky one. I think we've I've talked to a hundred different coaches over the years and everybody has a different opinion on it. And I think what we've settled on is that it's very it's very player specific. You have to read the hand of the player. You have to read the timing of it, the spacing of it. But in general, you you want to prevent the pass from coming across, whether that's to take away it with your stick or to to lay out. You want to help the goalie and make it a little bit simpler for him there. Historically, when the coaches throughout the game, you're calling out the next line, the next line. The coaches often just call the center's name and sends that line with the center. Okay. Now that you have the unusual number. How do you call out what's next and how complicated has that become or not become as you do it? Now with, with 11 guys, it's it's a little trickier, though for the most part, the last chunk of time that we've played with 11, basically the top two lines have remained the same, so it's remained standard. John, your line, Austin, your line. Um, you know, sometimes, you know, a couple times tonight, I put Bunsen in your crock spot, and you call that out a little bit differently. So it's it's a little bit unique in that sense. But within the eleven, we found a lot more consistency within the lines. You know, the top, like I said, the top two lines are rarely broken up, and it's just you're just kind of moving around the other five. Um, I think that's something that as we've as we've gone through it, we found works better. You know, just try to keep things relatively normal for the top six, and then the the other five. Um, uh, especially when we have Shari in, I think those guys are, are all interchangeable and and do all all do a good job. And, and actually, credit to Simmer tonight too. Wayne Simmons has done a really good job, not just tonight, but each of the games we've had him in here of late. He's done a really good job for us. So that's made it easier. But it's really been a top six and bottom five type of situation. Sheldon Keefe after the 3-2 loss to the Panthers in overtime. Uh, I'm just going to echo what he said about Simmons and Shen. In the early part of the game when there was a possibility of some physicality, Those both, both those guys went in there and just shut it down. There's no secret around the league as far as how you can gain momentum in a game when you're playing against the Leafs, and that is to cause a stir, be physical, start scrums, and generally speaking, the Leafs do not like to engage in that kind of play. But having Luke Shen in the lineup, he has no problem going over and addressing any kind of situation. Same with Wayne Simmons. Both of those guys did a really good job tonight. Another player that was noticeable on the physical side, Jake McCabe. He threw a really big hit on Colin White where they're both kind of going for the puck. It's a 50-50 play. And he says, forget about the puck. I'm going to lay my shoulder into you. And it's nice to see that element being brought out in this team, which it desperately needed. And Nolachari is one of those guys where it seems like he comes up with so many pucks. I know he didn't play tonight, but um, he's one of those guys where we're watching this game and you're like, I kind of miss that guy. Like th that's yeah. a guy. I, I, yeah. It's a nice player to have on this team, and um, just because of the fact that in, in a tight game like this, where uh, maybe you're struggling to score a little bit, even the other team's struggling to score, but it's nice to know you can come up with a few more pucks. And um, so he'll be he'll be very welcome back into the lineup when he's ready to go. 
So we, we have seen on repeated occasions the Paul Maurice rant. Uh, and I'm going to tell you that uh, John Brophy, back in the day when he coached the Leafs, would get much worse than that. Right. And if you look on YouTube, you're going to find Rick Dudley coaching the Buffalo Sabres, where it would look like his head was going to pop on, on, for well, some reason. Was it Jimmy Play? <laughs> Remember Jimmy Playfair in the American League? He ripped his shirt oh, yeah, open, no. <laughs> and he broke the stick, and he threw the bench <laughs> onto the ice. That is, is wild. This is the 2023 version of, of those. Brof used to get pretty fired up. I mean, yeah. it wasn't a good team, so yeah. he had reason to be you fired ever, up. You ever have a boss lose it on you like that? No. No. And I've never lost it like that on anybody. How could you? No, you're the, just you're, a calm. You're the tap man. Just calm, cool, and collected. Yeah, you do, you do your work <laughs> behind the scenes and we never saw that person again yes. sorry i don't know what happened well we're couldn't still checking tell, couldn't tell you all right take the rest of the night off thank you and we'll see you when you play yes guy no guy with me on yes guy the radio show saturday yes guy okay it's a deal this is leaps game night on tsn 1050 and the Leafs radio network